We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, what's your nacho secret? Seriously, I'm dead serious. That's the question. How do you make nachos? What's your secret? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay. So here's why I'm asking. So, first of all, Bradley, I know yeah. that you don't always love nachos. I, well, I do. I have said in the past that nachos are the worst appetizer. Uh, and the reason why is obviously because. Sometimes you get some bare chips. You get, yeah, because um, lazy nachos tend to just get a bunch of stuff dumped on top of them. And then some fool who you're sharing a plate of nachos with will grab all of the stuff off the top so that you're left with like a few pieces of like burnt on cheese mm-hmm. and, like, or some wet chips and not sexy. Exactly. Like, not like literally just like. Limp. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the reason why we're asking what your nacho secret is, is because this weekend, actually on Friday, on the Food Network, Bill Murray and Guy Fieri faced off in the Food Network's Nacho Average Showdown, where they literally made nachos. Uh They were supposed to come up with the best plate of nachos. So I do just want to say, like, I... I actually found this to be boring. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Among them, you couldn't taste the nachos. That's kind of the biggest problem. That's the most important part, right, of the nacho showdown is, like, you can look at them, but what I need to do is dig deep into the nacho and make sure that all the chips are giving you a satisfactory experience. They need to be layered. Uh, So Guy Fieri, by the way, I think cheated because he and his son made tostadas what that's not nachos that's not nachos that's not nachos any whoosie wetsy it made me wonder what are people's nacho uh secrets nacho hacks (laughs) (laughs) what are their nacho hacks uh let's go to the phones sue is on the line hi sue sue what's your nacho technique how do you make the best nachos Oh, hi. My daughter and I were just talking about nachos like a half an hour ago. Wow, perfect timing. I know. And so this is my daughter's little secret. Um, <clears throat> she takes her meat, her chicken or pork, shredded, and she lightly coats it with uh, barbecue sauce. Oh. Like sweet and spicy barbecue sauce to like just get a little glaze on all that meat. 
And then she still does all the Mexican stuff, of course. Interesting. Oh, that is really interesting. They get a little sweet. Exactly. So you get the sweet and spicy. I like it. Sue, thank you for that hot tip. That was interesting. Barbecue sauce is her nacho secret. By the way, we did get an email, and you can call 651-641-1071. Crystal said, I can't call in right now, but I wanted to pass along. Make your own chips for nachos by deep frying wonton wrappers. Oh, God. Top with a little garlic salt while the chips are still wet. Careful, they're addictive. That does sound addictive. I mean, you can also just make your own um, tortilla chips by cutting up tortillas and deep frying them, yeah, right? I think so. I've never done it. I mean, uh, deep fry anything and put cheese on it. I'm good. Yeah. I'm having it. Let's go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie, what's your nacho secret? Well, I have the same problem you guys mentioned, whereas I want all my chips to have, you know, stuff on them. And right. I get too many at the bottom that don't. So the last time I made nachos for my kids, I spread them all out on a pan. Yeah. I used the little round chips, and then I individually, it was a little time consuming, but I individually put all the ingredients on each chip and then baked it. Oh, okay, my that God. that is love right there, that Katie. That is so much it was, work. It was seriously, each chip was a delicious bite. Okay, so it's that's... exactly what you would want from nachos. Which is, like, worth it, but also, like you said, kind of time consuming. You know, that reminds... It wasn't bad. Thank you, Katie. That reminds me of what... Okay, first of all, what was the Mexican restaurant? Pepitos. Uh-huh. Pepitos had that thing. Nachos Lupitas. 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 Oh. That's kind of like what she was talking about, where yeah. they, each chip was like a self-contained nacho experience. They still have those at the Pepitos Deli. Do they? Up on, uh, that's where I always Nicolette have gotten them, 46. up on Nicolette. I believe they still have those. Oh, my gosh. That is my favorite thing to get. When they, I was pregnant my with my twins, yeah. When I was pregnant with my twins, I like that was my big craving: nachos lupitas from Pepitos. Oh, so good! Uh, let's go to Melissa. Melissa will have the final word. Melissa, what's your nacho secret? Well, it's not so much a secret. It's kind of like Katie. It's more like OCD nachos. I have to lay all of my chips on a pan and make sure that the curve is, like, facing up like a little bowl so it's not, like, dome. And then I make a little individual nachos. So everything has, like, a little bit of jalapeno, a little bit of the bean, a little bit of the meat, a little bit of the cheese. And then I bake them, and then I take them off, those beautiful single layers, and then I stack them. Oh, my gosh. Wow, God. <laughs> You're amazing, Melissa. I'm learning Thank that you. I am so nacho lazy. Well, see, so that's actually the the problem. Because, and I, I've said this before, this is what I said when we had this original nacho conversation low those many months ago, uh, is that nachos need to be a lateral experience, meaning yeah. you can't just plop a bunch of nachos on a, on a plate in a small area. Yeah. That's what, that's where you run the risk of the bad chips. If you really want a quality nacho experience, you need to spread them nachos all the way out. Now, I'm fine with not always getting all the yummies on each chip, but you do need to have a lateral experience so that you can eat your way across a pan. I think also a key is to have some sort of dip experience so that if you come up with a dry chip, you're there's, still going to get something to... There's a plan B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I were going to have a nacho restaurant, that's what I would just... I would perfect the nacho. Somebody should do that, by the way. Please. Just all nachos. All nachos all the time.
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra gang together. We have got a mystery to solve, and this one involves Channing Tatum. So weird. After this on My Talk 1071. We got a mystery to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and when we have a mystery to solve, we call ourselves the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Exclusive! Channing Tatum tested for COVID-19 post-40th birthday to ensure daughter's safety. What? Okay, that's a headline from TMZ. I don't think they screamed it. I did for effect. Um, apparently, Channing Tatum has been tested for COVID-19 after his 40th birthday party because he wanted to ensure the safety of his child. Well, first of all, when did he have his 40th birthday party? Uh, that's a good question. That was in April uh, at the end of the month because, little known fact, we share a birthday month, actually a birthday week, Channing Tatum and I. He just turned 40 this year. Uh, which means actually that he was born in 1980. Okay, but I got some more questions. But I got some more answers. So because can I just? I remember your birthday, and we were inside for it. Thank you. Good, good question. That wasn't a good question. It was a good statement. Mm-hmm. Let's get to why we're Cobra Ganging and what we're Cobra okay, 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 okay. So you know, Cobra Gang implies there's a mystery here. Well, why would Channing Tatum get tested for COVID? I don't understand what's going on. So then I read the story and the story says it's from TMZ and it says sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Channing recently volunteered to get tested for COVID-19 blah, 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 blah. And I'll get to the blah, blah, blah in a minute. So what do you think that probably tells us? What is the sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Channing did something good? Well, what does that imply? Channing Tatum. So probably Channing like Tatum his own horn. is trying to toot his horn. Why? Well, apparently because Jenna Dewan raised some concerns about him possibly being exposed following a little birthday get-together he hosted in late April. And to go back to your point, mm-hmm. we weren't doing that in late April. And fun fact, we're not doing it now. Exactly. Well, technically. I mean, some people are. Some people are. But we we aren't. We aren't. You and I and Holly. For the the most royal part. we. The royal the we. The royal we. If we are royals. We are royals. Anyway, so to provide more context, mm-hmm. it sounds like Jenna Dewan was ticked that he had a little birthday get together. And it sounds like he was hanging out with his buddies for a 40th little get together, dirt biking at his personal ranch. Mm-hmm. No. So Jenna apparently caught wind of this yeah. and expressed concerns yeah. to Channing Tatum. Yeah, because they have a daughter. That he maybe exposed the daughter who goes back and forth between mom and dad, therefore putting or thereby also putting Jenna at risk. And she has a new baby. Right. And, and a husband. Yes. And he has a family. Yes. Uh, and they have a family. He has now infected all of us. That's how it works, you guys. So what I love about this story is, okay, end of the day, punchline, 
Channing Tatum sent a press release, a.k.a. an email, to TMZ mm-hmm. and said, oh, I better cover my tracks before I get bla- blasted on social media. Because they go on to say, we're told Channing understood the concern and decided to get it tested on yeah. his own. Yeah, he looks real good in that. Yeah. Except for the part where he had a birthday party for himself. Yeah, except for the fact that like it came back negative. Awesome. Had it come back positive, that wouldn't have been so awesome. Also, can I just, can we talk about that for a second? Like, can we just talk about the logistics of how the test works? Yeah. Like, you can test negative once, and that doesn't mean you're negative. Well, exactly. So, I and I, to be honest, I don't know what, like, the incubation period is other than, like, the two-week window right. that everybody talks about. But I'm assuming if you got tested, you'd have to get tested after the two weeks? Yeah. But I just read an article about a guy who's been sequestered on or quarantined on a cruise ship. He's a a worker for eight weeks because he has to test negative like something like four times in a row or something before they'll release him. And he's not. He's he's had negative tests. Yeah. But then he'll have another one that'll come back positive. Yeah. So I just like. I just don't think I don't think any of this is really all that wise. I just No, don't. it's not wise, but what I love is that it doesn't COVID or not, celebrities are now still using tabloids to do their bidding. True. Like he is literally using TMZ to put out there that he out you know, he's being like the, you know, no, actually, dude, you did it wrong. Right. Because the story is out there because you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing. It also tells you a lot, I think, about the relationship he has with Jenna Dewan. Because if this was a personal matter, mm-hmm. why would you tell TMZ that you did something stupid? Right. Right? It means that he was afraid she was going to say something, thereby making him, or somebody was going to put it out there that he had done this assy move so like he got ahead of it so he had to get ahead of it because he doesn't while at the end like the punchline is he's you know like i guess you could act like he's a good guy for doing the right thing um why would you put that story out there in the first place well yeah i mean that's the thing about it is he had to put that story out there because regardless if she would have put the story out he had a party yeah Regardless of whether or not he ended up getting tested, that just is a debaggy story. Yep. But the but he had to put the positive spin on it, which is that he got tested. Remind me, where is he with Jesse J right now? Alleg- not physically, but like in relationship. Allegedly, supposedly. They're, they're back on together? Again. Yeah, they're okay. on again. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um also I have some breaking news. Ooh, what, what what did you guys see what, this, what? Holly? Well, no. Please break I mean, it. We, we need did to Did you know. see it? But did you see it? I'm kidding. <laughs> Channing Tatum's hammer pants? <laughs> no. Take leave out it the garbage? Leave it to Beaver Star Ken <gasps> Osmond. That's uh Woody or not Woody. What's his name? Uh, Eddie. Yeah. He passed away. Oh no. What what That was just announced on TMZ at like 11 uh 1:15. So, Eddie Haskell. 76 years old. He died at his home surrounded by loved ones and family. Uh, the cause of death is currently unknown. But presumably it's not COVID because you wouldn't be surrounded by friends and family. Well, it did yeah. say, yeah, that's true. Also confirmed the news and said he had suffered from respiratory issues. Oh, well, I don't know. But that anyway, doesn't he necessarily mean COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I, can I say something? You thought he was already gone. I didn't know he was still with us. Okay. The I mean, Beeb is still right. here, right? Yes. Jerry okay. Mathers. Mathers. But um, what about what about Mrs. Cleaver? She's oh, not with us. Oh, no. Barbara, Barbara Billingsley? Billingsley? <laughs> didn't she yeah. die in the 90s? Uh, yeah, probably. She died uh, 2007. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Actually, Hugh Beaumont died in the 70s. Oh, wow. That was Mr. Cleaver. Uh, Tony Dow who played Wally and Jerry Mathers, who played the beef still with us. Okay, good. Yeah. He's 71 years young. That show was almost on 70 years ago. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So really quick aside, mm-hmm. uh, there was a made for TV movie. Oh yeah. In the eighties. I remember still the beaver. Yep. That we oh boy. had on VHS. Also, Seriously, stop that was it. Also my... Stop. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was called Still the Beaver. Still and it was the Beaver. And it was a VH we taped it on VHS when I was growing up, and I used to watch that like it was my favorite feature film. Like I could recite lines from the movie. It was so ridiculous. Well, also there... In it, Beaver had just gotten a divorce. <laughs> There's also, uh, there was a show called The New Leave It to Beaver. There was? Apparently. I don't remember that, though, but it says it was on TBS and the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. Apparently there was. From 1983 to 1989. Really? Yeah. Still the Beaver. Oh, that must have... Yeah, The New Leave It to Beaver must have been on right after the Still the Beaver movie in 1983. What? Now I kind of want to go back Me and watch too. Still the Beaver. It might be scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we've got D-Bags to tell you about on my talk 1071. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh. Um, and we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is... The Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Um, this publication called The 30. I don't know what it is. Okay. But it's one of those... Um, it's from the diet section of the 30. Oh, oh that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this is what Kendall Jenner's diet really consists Ooh, of. Is it healthy? Oh, we love these. I love these. Don't we? Okay, so what do we know about Kendall Jenner? Uh, Kendall Jenner um, is a model. Right. That's the thing that we know about her. Does she eat she's celery a Joe's? Oh, that's the thing. You know, you want to click on this because she's a model. You got to assume she just doesn't eat anything or she eats everything. Yeah, she's the sexy girl who... Uh, gentleman lust after because she knows how to tuck into a cheeseburger. Well, I'm really glad that you brought that up because here are the things we know about Kendall Jenner's diet. Okay. She snacks on Justin's peanut butter. Uh, okay. That would be the brand, Justin's peanut butter. That's what that she snacks on. Okay, Justin's She drinks peanut butter. a lot of water. That's her beauty secret. She has low blood sugar. Water is a beauty secret? Yeah, duh. Okay. Uh, she has low blood sugar, so she needs things to keep her going. So she loves Twix, Justin's peanut butter, chips and guac, hummus, and carrots. Okay, so she like, said, I'm simple. Just feed me and I'm ready to go. Okay, so she's simple. She just eats stuff. I'm right. so complicated, you guys. I do not just eat stuff. I do not just eat and go. <laughs> I mean, I... What? Do you want to know what else she eats? Yes. She eats a lot of grilled veggies and rice, but she loves pizza, too. She said, I hate cardio. (sighs) I'd rather just stand there and lift some weights than run in place. But I'll do it, she says, of cardio. And then she talks about what she eats. I typically eat lean chicken and brown rice, and I'm always snacking on raw veggies with dip and hummus. I wish I had more time to go grocery shopping because I like picking out my own vegetables. <laughs> this is well. First of all, this is pre-COVID, apparently. Duh. I don't see her hopping over to Erewhon to buy some, you know, free-range celery sticks. She drinks detox tea every day. Oh, of course, tummy tea that gives her the trots. Mm, I usually start my day off with a cup of Kuzmi detox tea. Kuzmi. <laughs> I have like 12 cups a day. No, she doesn't. That's dangerous. That's what she says. That's going to just be like this. Well, guess what else is going to be like this? Number four. She (laughs) loves frozen yogurt. Whoa, double down. Right? (laughs) I'm so obsessed with frozen yogurt. I could eat it every day, but I aim for twice a week to treat myself. I usually get the classic tart flavor from Go Greek. Okay. This is, first of all, it's lazy journalism. Oh, it's so good, though. The 30. It's so good, bad. Okay. How about next? Guess what she eats for breakfast? Okay, let me guess. She, um, she doesn't really like eggs, but she knows she has to eat something because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So she likes to eat Pop-Tarts. And then she likes to have a side of turkey bacon because she likes That's her mom. Her mom, we know her mom likes turkey bacon that... Lying troll. What? <laughs> Her go-to breakfast is avocado over eggs and a big bowl oh, of oatmeal. I should have picked it avocado and for I know, sure. right? Then she snacks on almonds and juice throughout the day. <sighs> Number six. She eats a lot of pasta. Okay. And number seven, and most importantly, what you've all been waiting for. She's Chloe's go-to partner for a cheat day. People always find it funny that Kendall is on the anti-model diet, says Chloe on her app. She loves burgers and pizza and goes to In-N-Out all the time. Kendall is my go-to on a cheat day. 
First of all, I don't buy when people say that. When people like that say, we go get in and out bars all the time. No, you don't. You're lying. <laughs> Lies. It's just, you're lying. You Lying just lies. are trying to paint a picture that you're like, you're, you're healthy. This is, I mean, I'm not saying this is true, mm -hmm. but the impression you're trying to give me is that you're healthy and you don't let healthy get in the way of living. So that's exactly what that entire article like makes me roll my eyes about and why I just hate those articles in general that tell you what the celebrities are eating because it's always some version of, I eat super healthy all the time, but then I also all the time go to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. I have avocado toast for breakfast, but I am not a stranger to eating pancakes on the weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> just... So weird. Okay. And look, awesome. it's been a pandemic for the last two months. I eat whatever the hell I want. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. Who's your D-bag trainer? Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. But I do like a nice uh, avocado toast. Uh, with a whole grain bread, it's good fiber. Oh, my D-bag. What's that voice? <laughs> That's the, I've had enough of this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Martha Stewart is not my D-bag, but oh. the story in page six about her is why? Why? Because Mar page six is, is oh God, I almost, I've been trying to swear so much during the show and I'm trying, don't. I'm having to stop myself repeatedly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because this headline in page six says, Martha Stewart still conspicuously imbibing on Instagram. And then the following. And I'm going to read the entire article. Okay. The entire okay. article. Okay. okay. Here it is. All right. Martha Stewart continues to booze her way through the pandemic. Last month, she explained a garbled Instagram comment by admitting, I've been drinking. And this week, she told fans she likes her, her martinis very cold and very large. I like mine stirred, not shaken, and I like it icy, icy cold and full to the top of a beautiful martini glass, she said while mixing a drink on Belvedere Vodka's Instagram to launch quality over quantity campaign, and I like the twist. Okay, and then? That's the entire story. <laughs> so basically, the story, the sole purpose of the story is to say Martha Stewart's an old lush. And all Listen, she's doing is kicking back woman, the booze. If that woman wants to stir her She had a damn cocktail. Girl, go ahead. She's having a cocktail. Also, she's on somebody... She's on a booze page, an Instagram page for a booze. The Belvedere, Belvedere. Vodka. Yeah, she's probably got paid for that. Yeah, so that was called work. Right. She's not just like, you know, like Carol. Swilling. Hey, guys. <laughs> so today is quarantine day number 365. Well, I don't have pants on. <laughs> what, do you guys like cheese? I mean, it's okay. That would be interesting. She did do that, though, on that one uh, remark. That one dumb on, post. It was so funny, though, you guys. One dumb post. But now oh. they want you to think she's an alky. And uh, as a, as an alky myself, I would say don't do that to Martha Stewart. She Let has her not drink earned her cocktails. It. Yes, she's just doing what everybody else is doing, and uh, you know, of course, Page Six has to just stick the knife in her back. Mm, rude. Yeah, like oh, this ex, you know, this ex con is on Instagram, <laughs> you know, telling children to drink. So here's my thing. I wonder if uh, Belvedere Vodka was. You know, in cahoots with 
page six and needed some column inches. And the way that they went about it was yeah, to right. be like, look at what a lush Martha Stewart yeah. she is. She can't stop drinking. Also, go to the post on Belvedere Vodka. Oh my gosh. She, she looks, it's like her promo headshot. Yes, it, it's just it her. She's not drinking. No, she's not doing anything. She's just sitting there, you know, in a sensible suit with her, her hand right underneath her chin, holding her head up, you know. Like a gal. It literally just says, gal. like, join us celebrating World Cocktail Day with Martha Stewart and Belvedere Alice. Who's Belvedere Alice? <laughs> I mean, who is Belvedere Alice? Alice? Oh, I can't even say Alice's name for fear Ooh. that I'm going to swear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alice, uh, F-A-R-Q-U-H-A-R. I like her Instagram, though. It's very pretty. Lots of, like, table shapes. You know, well... She just loves a good avocado toast, <laughs> but isn't afraid to throw caution to the wind and eat an In-N-Out burger monster style. Listen, my message to Martha Stewart is, honey, keep mixing those keep cocktails. Drinking, You're just girl. Fine. You're fine. Also, where's the, where's the side-by-side? Like, where's the complimentary article about the Barefoot Contessa? What's Did she you doing? see what? She mixed a large Cosmo. No. Oh, this was like very early in quarantine. This It's been a while. But she got one of those novelty martini glasses. You know, the kind that they use on tablescapes. Yeah. And she made a Cosmo that fit in that darn thing and then picked it up and took a big swill from it. And I just thought that was cute I, and funny. I love Ina Garten. You, if you wa- you can go watch... Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can watch her show a hundred different ways, but I somehow got trapped watching old YouTube videos with her. She's just so delightfully, I know. you know. She's like, you. she's, I, okay, there's not a way to say this without sounding mean, and I don't mean it mean. She's just very ordinary. Well, and then she's not. Yeah, she's like delightfully fancy She's ordinary. like your mom. Yeah. She's like your mom. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Um, we got, I've got some entertainment news to tell you about. First, I want to tell you about how the show, The Blacklist, uh, got around the fact that they have to continue to social distance in order to actually get their finale made. And I also want to do a little red light, green light, Bradley. There's a new movie coming out on Netflix. Yeah. I want to know if it's up your alley or oh, not. Okay. We'll talk about it after this on my talk one Oh seven one. I've got some entertainment news to share with you on the Colleen and Bradley show, TV specifically, and streaming on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, but before we get to that, we uh, have a little bit of a generous feeling. <laughs> what are we giving away, Holly? We are giving away two codes to join coffee with cobra it's our what has become a weekly zoom call with team cobra mm-hmm. 651-641-1071 the first two callers are going to win a code to join us this friday at 10 30 in the morning thank Yay. you 651-641-1071 come and get it all right so bradley a couple things i wanted to tell you about and take your temperature on yeah the first one is this so you know um we've talked a little bit about how the quarantine and the social distancing will have an effect on the television that we watch right so when the stay home orders started to come down in various different lands across the united states um we were toward the end of seasons being filmed for different tv shows 
And it did have an effect on some TV shows like Grey's Anatomy. They didn't get to fulfill their entire season. Yeah. They had to stop it. Their season finale was not what had intended to be their season finale. But other shows have tried to take a more creative angle to see if they can't, you know, figure out how to write around the um, this quarantine time in the best way they can. So I thought this was really interesting what the blacklist did for their finale. So I don't even know. I don't watch that show. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But what I do know is they really did something interesting for their finale. They had some of the scenes already in the can, but then they wove into the storyline. They did have to rewrite some of the storyline, um, but they wove into the storyline scenes using animation. But the animation that they used is that sort of graphic novel style animation that looks very real. Yeah. And they had animators basically like draw the scenes out and then they voiced over them. Interesting. I thought that was so interesting. And I thought to myself, you know, I think in this weird, surreal time as it is, I would even just accept uh, allegedly. And again, I don't watch the show, the blacklist. It fit very seamlessly into the topic or at least the, um, the subject matter of that show. The look didn't seem out of the ordinary. Like it wasn't disjointed. Not really. Apparently. But I was just thinking about like any TV show that I love, I would be willing to watch it in this sort of comic style animation just to get some new stories out there. I think you. Yeah, no, I think this is a brilliant idea. And in fact, it reminds me of something that now I'm going to get real nerdy. If you go all the way back to my favorite classic Doctor Who uh, show not the new one that everybody right. loves, but like the old school one. They there are a series of episodes where they have the audio for the the television episode, but they don't have the video, and so they've reconstructed from the audio. They would they had animators go back and animate the episode. Oh, that's so cool! And then just add the audio, and so I think you know doing creative things like that. That's you know I'm totally down with it because if you love a show, you're willing to you know, get a little bit of the show any way you can, even if it's not perhaps the exact best way you'd hope. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I because I thought about it truly. And I know you guys love to make fun of the fact that I love Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. But I thought about how I, I feel like there was still, knowing that there was still a story that they wanted to tell in this season and they weren't able to, it makes me sort of wish they would have sought out some different alternatives like this. I was also thinking, I don't know, I'm sure those animators had to go into overdrive, and I'm sure it took a ton of time, and they were working around the clock. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it took a so lot of So I know it takes a lot of work, but I was even just thinking about, like, deep fakes and how we can, like, deep fakes make it look like things happened that never happened. Yeah, you mean, like, videos and, and photos that purport to be one thing, but they're really just computer yeah think that and yeah. i feel like that technology could be utilized yeah oh and most certainly i bet it is and it yeah. probably already is in terms of post-production now like you can really change the way somebody looks anyway in a in an actual so you, presumably they're putting all of these technologies to to the test yeah in this particular moment i mean because i would none also of us knows how long this is gonna last i would also recommend puppets you oh know? thank you that's a great idea would Muppets. you watch a, a great uh, or a Grey's Anatomy episode of Puppets? Yeah. Sesame Street style? Sure. Yeah. Honestly, again, like I said, like I think I would 
put up with a lot of things for a story to be told. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't want to miss telling you about this, Bradley, because I think this is right up your alley. But I want to know do it. if you would green light this or red light this. It's yes. actually happening. Okay. Um, this is going to drop on Netflix okay. on June 26th. And it is called, it's a film called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. This is a movie... About the Eurovision Song Contest that will star Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Oh, so it's like a story about what is? Is it about Euro? Like a what? Like tell me more. So it is a. uh, It's going to be an original comedy film, Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga, and essentially it is the story of um, a singer, uh, and well, two singers. Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, who are competing in the Eurovision with a song called Volcano Man, which is about a man who lives on a volcano. There you go. Um, And it's it also. okay. so the show, the movie is directed by David Dobkin, who directed Wedding Crashers. And it also stars. Wait for it. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Demi Lovato. And Dan Stevens, do you remember Dan Stevens? Of course I do. From Downton Abbey? Yes. Uh, They portray aspiring musicians who are given the chance to compete at Eurovision for the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, And this drops in June, and there there will be a whole soundtrack with original songs from the film, including one that is actually performed by Demi Lovato. Are you excited about this? I am only because so like if you've never watched Eurovision, Eurovision is like the campiest thing around. It's literally like the I don't know how to describe it, like the Olympics for pop music in Europe mm-hmm. and a few like attached places that aren't actually Europe but they're somehow still attached. And it's just a national song competition and in fact, one of the biggest sadnesses of this year in it well from a pop culture entertainment right. standpoint, to be clear, is um, the cancellation of Eurovision. So Eurovision, hap- this is like a thing that people flock to every year. It's kind of got a cult. Well, it's not even a cult following at this point. It's a cult following in the U.S. Mm-hmm. In the rest of the world, mostly Europe, it's it's this like, this is the big. It's a big deal. It's a big darn deal. And as you would Eurovision say. has given us artists that you know, like, for example... ABBA. ABBA. Mm-hmm. Um, Celine, didn't Dion? Celine Dion. Yeah, she competed in Eurovision. Yep. So I kind of think Fizz. what I think is really interesting is that Eurovision was canceled this year. This movie was already in the can. And so they're dropping it. And this can maybe be like your substitute for Eurovision. Yeah, why not? And it's Will Ferrell. A fictional Ferrell. movie about it. I mean, it's going to be funny. And I will say that it's like, if you think it sounds preposterous, like the story of a guy living on a volcano. Some of the Eurovision songs, particularly the Eastern European ones, are a little out there. Well, and this is this movie is said to just sort of mimic the camp that you've come to expect yeah. from Eurovision. Um, so, yeah, it's not, to your point, as outlandish as one might think. Um, really quick sidetrack yeah. for Will Ferrell. Did you know he was an executive producer on Dead to Me? Yes, I did. Um, I did not realize that at first and then was watching the credits and was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so then I want to have like a, another quick aside. Mm-hmm. So I've recommended the TV show Run to you, which is on HBO. And um, we've been, it's a quick half hour show. It's, yeah. it's on weekly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we've been watching that show and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is uh, one of the 
producer directors on that show. And she also has now a role in it. The last two weeks she's been, um, she plays an American, which is really weird to hear Phoebe Waller-Bridge using American. American. Yeah. British are so so much better at that than we are. I know. But isn't that interesting? Like you can see their perspective on shows like that. That's so interesting. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got a question for you. And the question is, what's your favorite lost food? Okay, it'll make sense when we come back. What's the your favorite food that you can't get a hold of anymore? 65164. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.